morning. He comes all the way from Santa Rosa. He's our regional pastor there. And I want you to give a good, good, great, come on, Cap City welcome to Pastor Jose Guadarrama as he comes this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. Why don't you give Jesus a good praise? Come on now. Come on, do it like you mean it. Come on now. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody need to shout for Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated here this morning. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. How many know that Jesus is in the house? How many know that Jesus is the one that changed our lives? How many know that Jesus is the one that's putting up with all of our stuff? Huh? And how many know that he's not afraid of your mess or my mess? Right? He's able to help us. He's able to renew our lives and give us a brand new life. He, and, and I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have this opportunity to speak to every one of you to minister the word of God. Praise the Lord. I believe that God has given me a, a message for everyone here. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to thank Pastor Eddie and Sister Thalia, first of all, for giving us this invitation. And of course, Pastor Richard and, and, uh, and the rest of the leaders. I see all the pastors here. Amen. And thank you for opening the doors that I can come and minister. Praise the Lord. I never thought that I would be behind a pulpit ever speaking. Uh, you, you know, um, I was afraid I was telling one of the brothers that came with me. I got a couple of brothers. Little Herky is one of them. It's small, but it got a big heart. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, the other brother that came with him, his, his name is Sonny, and uh, he's a very quiet young man. He's come to the church for a little while now, but he's very quiet. And I was telling him, hey, you know, you know what? When I came to church, I was so quiet, I wouldn't say nothing. I was afraid. I didn't know what to do. And I don't know how God got me behind a pulpit speaking. You know what I'm saying? Speaking, preaching. I told him, uh, you know, the only time that I would talk when I was out there is when I was intoxicated, when I was halfway drunk, or I was snoring stuff, then I'd be a talker. I'll talk all kinds of smack, you know what I'm talking about? But when I wasn't under the influence, I wouldn't say nothing. And I told him, but you know what? When Jesus came into my life, ever since Jesus came into my life, I became under the influence under the intoxication of the Holy Ghost. Hello, somebody. Huh? And, and, and that's the reason why. And God has me behind the pulpit. I can't stop talking about Jesus now. You can't stop me talking about Jesus. Praise the Lord. And uh, that's what I want to talk to you about here this morning. I know that um, this type of training or even discipleship has to do with the next level type of living. And I want to challenge you here today. Um, that God has called us to operate at that level, the level, the next level. And I believe that no one can find real life unless you operate at the next level type of living. Outside and apart from that, there is no real life. And that's what I want to kind of challenge you to you today. Because I believe that there's three different levels or three different, uh, uh, I would say, seasons of a Christian. Uh, when you first come into Christianity, that's one, you're, you're brand new in the Lord, you gave your life to Jesus, and you first come in from the street, from a life of sin, and, and you come into the church house, and you get saved, or you get saved at home, or you get saved out in the street somewhere, you give your life to Jesus, 
and your journey with God begins. That's the first level when you first give your life to Jesus. The second level is somebody that is beginning to try to walk with God, right? You begin to, you know, you start crawling first and, and you, you, you know, you, you slip and you, and you fall and you get up and you, you're trying to do the right thing. But your concentration is really on self. Because you have a lot of issues, you have a lot of problems, you had a lot of hang-ups, you have a lot of things that you come in with, and so you're not running yet, and you're not doing anything for God, you're just really focusing on trying to deal with some of the issues that you brought from the world and from your previous lifestyle. And so that's the second level, dealing with self and trying to deal with some situations and hang-ups in your life. But then there's a third level, and the third level is when a person begins to reach a level of maturity in their lives, in their walk with God, when they begin to take their eyes off of self, and they begin to, to look into a life where you're going to begin to serve God by serving others. And I believe that that is the level that God has called us to everyone, every Christian, not just pastors. Not just ministers, not just leaders. I believe that everyone that accepts the name of Jesus as their Lord and their Savior, that God has a purpose for their lives. And it's not so much to continue to stay focused on self, but to get our eyes off of self and begin to look at how can we partner together, lock arms together with those that are trying to help others to establish God's kingdom and God's church. And how can we get to the next level living where we can make our lives count for the honor and for the glory of God. See, I don't know about you, but I, I, I you know, I just turned 48. Hello, somebody. I know I look 27 or 32, something like, you know, like that. But I just turned 48. And, the, and, you know, as years come and, and go, you begin to realize that my life here on earth is getting shorter for you as well, in case you didn't know. And so we need to begin to really concentrate on how can we make an impact for the time that God has allowed us to be here on earth because the Bible says to go ahead and 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 and, and he, he, he said, do the work. He says, go and work while it is day, for the night is coming when no man can work. We need to take advantage of the time that God has given us so that we can begin to make an impact for the honor and the glory of God. But I believe that the next level type of living, you can only experience the level, uh, the next level type of living by focusing on what God wants to do instead of focusing on on self. And that's what I want to kind of talk to you about here this morning. All right? Now, I want you to go ahead and open your Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Real quickly there. Praise the Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 2. When you have it, give me a loud amen. Praise the Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 2. You have it, say, I got it. And look at verse 20 with me. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20, it says, in a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes and some 
for ignoble purposes. If a man cleanses himself from the ignoble purposes, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Say, any good work. Just bow your head. Father, we in Jesus' name, I want to thank you, Lord. And I want to just praise you for this opportunity. I pray that what you've given me, Lord, it will be given to your people today. And that it will help us all to have that type of attitude, Jesus, that you want us to have as Christians that we are. And to live the life of the next level. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Everyone says amen and amen and amen. Now, uh, the next level type of living. First of all, there are great benefits of reaching the level of or the next level type of living. Um, one of the ways that we reach the next level type of living is that we begin to possess an eternal, eternal mindset. When you get your eyes up of self and you begin to look on how you can help somebody else or make a difference in this world for the honor and the glory of God, you begin to get a mindset, an eternal mindset. In other words, you begin to see the bigger picture. And next level living is only found in, in seeing the big picture and living within the big picture that God is giving us all. Possessing an eternal mindset. Now, there are great benefits of possessing this type of mindset, eternal mindset. There's wonderful benefits of reaching that level, the type of living. First of all, I want to give you a couple of those benefits that I found here. I wrote them down. There's just a couple of them that I want to give you. There's many more. But I want to give you a few. And the first one is that when you have this eternal mindset, you see beyond your struggles. When you have an eternal mindset, you begin to see beyond your struggles. And how many know that every one of us that live here on earth are going to have struggles here on earth? We all have different situations and problems and trials. And we have a flesh that we got to deal with. We have all these situations that come against us because we live in a world that is decaying. There's sin in this world and this world is passing away. And so we live here and we're impacted by everything that is taking place in this world. So you will go through stuff, but when you go through stuff and if you possess that eternal mindset, then you are going to be able to see beyond your struggles and you're not going to get stuck in the things that you're going through here today. And that's one of the keys that we need to have if we need to operate or if we want to operate at the next level type of living. You can never say that you are operating at the next level type of living if you get stuck in the struggles of today. You're going to have to learn to shake it up somehow. And in spite of your struggles, you're going to have to learn to see beyond to the other side. How many know that when you go through stuff, it is a lot easier to get to the other side when you don't get stuck, right? When you don't camp right here, when you don't set up shop right here in your struggles, but you continue to move forward in spite of your struggles. I think it was the Apostle Paul who said in Romans 8, 28 and 29, he says, for we know, for we know that God works all things together for the good of them that love him and those that are called according to his purposes in Christ Jesus. This is a man that was able to see beyond and he saw that 
in their struggles, in the struggles that we go through, they did not come to kill us. Hello, somebody. The struggles that come your way, he knew that there was something good about those struggles. He says that God is going to work it all out for my benefit if I don't get stuck right here. Somehow, God has a plan for our lives. And even in the things that we face and the things that we go through in this world, they didn't come so they can drown you. They came so that they can build you up. And the Apostle Paul was saying, hey, look, I have an eternal mindset. And because I have an eternal mindset, then I'm able to see beyond the struggles that I may be facing today. Some of you are facing struggles today. And some of you may feel like giving up right here. Well, I came to let you know that it's not over until Jesus says he's over. Hello, somebody. Some of you that want to throw in the towel and you want to give up because things are getting a little tough. I want to let you know that this is where the backbone of the Christian begins to straighten up and begin to say, Wait a minute. God called me to be a soldier and I'm not going to give up because my trials and my situations are not going to drown me. My trials and my situations are only going to strengthen my muscles of faith so that I can keep on moving forward and I will become everything that God called me to live. I'm going to live at the, at the next level type of living and I'm going to receive every promise that God said he was mine. I don't know about you but I want to possess everything that God said he was mine. I don't want to leave nothing on the table that God said belongs to me. Come on, somebody need to give him praise. Somebody need to give him praise. Not only, my friend, you see beyond your struggles when you have an eternal mindset, but also you see your struggles as opportunities. The next level living is a level where the individuals who walk at, in that level, they begin to see their struggles as opportunities. You ever see your trials, your, your struggles as opportunities? You got to be able to see that. And that's when you know that you're walking in the next level. If you're still upset when stuff comes your way, you begin to cry. Huh? Oh, my God. It would have been better if I would have died in the world. I don't know why God saved me, man. If you're a type of person that any little thing gets to you like that, I'm going to tell you something. This, this, this is a secret. You're not at the next level type of living. You're not. The next level type of living are individuals who have taken their eyes off of self. And I began to think on how they can help with everything they are, everything they have to expand God's kingdom here on earth. And they understand that they're going to face difficult times and situations and struggles in their lives. But they also understand that they're able to see over to the other side of the struggles. Because they know that the God who called them is a God who has a plan for their lives. And he knows that they are not going to die in the midst of the struggles. Because they have a purpose. And if God says, I'm not done with you yet. 
then God is not going to call you home. If God says this church must continue to move forward, you may not have the finances that you need. You may not have the people that you need. But God says, I put you there. And because I put you there, you will continue to flourish and keep on fighting because I call you to fight. Come on, somebody need to give him praise. The next level type of living. It's not over. It's not over until God says it's over. If you want to live at this level, you must be able to see your struggles as opportunities. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, you can read that and you know the account there. But you know that Goliath came. The big giant came. And he was opposing God's army, God's people. Until a youngster comes up and he says, who in the heck do you think you are? I believe it was a youth gang, and that's how they talk. What the heck, man? This is the gang, man. We're a TYC, take your city type of movement, man. So he said, uh-uh, you ain't going to embarrass us like that. So he comes, but the, 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 the bottom line to this whole thing is that God never allowed this big, scary giant to come and to kill or destroy God's people or even come and destroy David. God allowed this ugly giant to show up, not to kill David, but to promote David. See, he was able to come, and he didn't come to face the people of God, because God was asleep somewhere, and he didn't see him coming. God allowed this to, see, to, to show who had the next level type of living inside of them. He says, who's going to step up and fight, this, and fight against this thing that it looks so impossible to be conquered? And he was a youngster who had that next level type of living inside of them, inside of him, and say, hey, you came to disrespect our people, you came to disrespect my God, and that's not going to fly around this place. I'm going to go ahead and do what I got to do to put you in your place, and I know that I'm not alone. I know that when I got saved, I don't, I don't walk alone no more. See, I used to be hopeless and helpless when situations came my way, because I used to deal with those situations all by myself. I didn't have nobody else, but since I got saved, I got somebody in and when I go through stuff, my, my God comes out and my God faces that and he gives me the victory. I don't walk alone. There is a God in heaven who lives inside of us and greater is he that is within you than he who is in the world. God will give you the victory if you keep on swinging. Hello, somebody. Give the Lord a good praise. See, you begin to see your struggles as opportunities. And David said, this giant, even though he's ugly and scary, didn't come to eat me, swallow me up. He came to put a crown on my head. Woo-hoo! Some of the stuff that comes against you that is like, I don't know if I can handle this. I can't believe it. Oh, my God, you don't know what I'm facing. Yeah, I know what you're facing. It's a giant. And you know what? You can down that giant. And when you down that giant, that victory over that giant 
is going to put a crown over you. It's going to promote you from one level to the next level. You want to be at the next level living, you got to down that giant. Don't run away from him. A lot of people run away. Oh, look scary. Oh, they're chasing him around. They're walking around. Oh, my God, he's almost got me, the devil, the devil. And God is saying, that devil that's chasing you is your promotion. If you turn around and begin to. Oh, this, this is what's coming. Oh, my God. I'm just getting hot right now. When you stop and you begin to fight the enemy the way that God called you, not with your own strength anymore, but now you know that there's supernatural strength in you because you became a Christian, then all of a sudden the devil is going to have to bow down. Because it's not you fighting them, it's the power of the living God inside of you that is fighting this ugly giant. Huh? You see, my friend, not only you see your struggles as opportunities, as David understood later after he downed Goliath and the entire nation of Israel saw that, wow, he downed him and now he's become our king. Hello. But also, you get to a level of understanding where you know, and this is th uh, number three, that you know you exist to serve God. You get to a level in your Christian walk when you start getting to the next level type of living where you understand that you exist to, 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 to serve God. That's the only reason why you're breathing. I'm going to say that again because some of you are not at, at, at the next level yet. You exist. The simple fact that you are breathing today is because God has an assignment for you here on earth. That's why you're still breathing. That's why we're still here. Because God is not done with us yet. And God has an assignment for each and every one of us. And we need to understand that. We need to know that. Because the minute that you know that, then you're entering into the next level type of living. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, this is what the Bible says. It says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. He says, God, before God brought us to this world, he already had an assignment for us to do here on earth. Let's just say that I'm here by myself. I got this big building, this beautiful building, but it's not painted at all. And the only way I'm going to get to paint that, I don't know how to paint. Hello, somebody. I don't know how to paint. I need to hire somebody to be able to paint those walls because I don't know how to paint. I don't know how to paint. I got to hire somebody. So I'm going to go and find somebody, and then I'm going to tell them, how, how long would it take you to paint this? Well, it's going to take me, you know, three days. How much would you charge me to be able to pay this, to paint it? And they will tell me, oh, how much, you know, $300, $800, $1,000, I don't know, whatever it may be. I will not go hire somebody when I don't have anything for them to do. I will go hire them because I got something that I need them to do. The Bible is simply saying that the reason why you showed up and I showed up, I know we came out of our mother's womb. I know it was because daddy was in love with mommy. I know we just came to this world. But the Bible says that before you was in your mother's womb, I knew you, said the Lord. God says the only reason why your mama got pregnant, 
The only reason why your mama got pregnant is because I wanted you here on earth. And the reason I wanted you here on earth is because there is a specific thing that I got for you to do while you're here on earth breathing. There is an awesome, good work that I designed especially for you to do. And that's the reason why we're here. So if God has something for us to do, and we know that he does because we are breathing here today, then he wants us to know that the reason why we're here is to serve him. Whatever you call me to do, God, that's what I want to do. I just need to find out what you call me to do. Because when I find out what God called me to do, then that's what I want to do. Acts chapter 13 verse 36 says, For when David has served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. What does that mean? That means that God would not take him home until he was finished with him. Until he was finished with him. For when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. See, when you possess an eternal mindset, your attitude changes. Hello, somebody. When you possess an eternal mindset, your attitude changes. The great apostle Paul is a good example of this for all of us. And in Philippians chapter 1, if you go there with me, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 6, praise the Lord. I will read it in a minute. You find out the type of attitude that this man had. It was a, it was a tremendous attitude that I think we all need to possess if we want to walk in that next level type of living. He says... Well, let me, just, let me just go beyond that. You find Philippians 1, verse 3 through 6. And I will get there in a minute. But in Acts chapter 9, we see that this was Saul's conversion. We know that in the book of Acts. Saul gets get saved. The persecuted of the church gets saved. And after a few years away in obscurity, being discipled and trained away from the church... And I, I call this the home. Hello. They put him in the home for a few years. Right? Then Paul went on a mission after that, after he got out of the home. Hello, somebody. He went on a mission preaching salvation in Jesus Christ. When he started working for God after he finished the home, he was put in prison several times. He was beaten five times, the Bible says, the 40 lashes minus one. It was a tremendous beating that he would get, or individuals, criminals, would get that. He was shipwrecked, the Bible says, in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 23. He was left for dead one time or several times. He was betrayed by his own best disciples. Oh, my Jesus. That hurts. I felt individuals who we work with so close and walking away from the ministry. And I, I, I felt that. And, and those are just, you know, leaders only understand that, that, that type of pain. This man was betrayed. The apostle Paul was betrayed by his very best disciples. He was slandered by many. And yet, my friend, he remained optimistic. This man had a tremendous attitude that I believe that Every one of us must have to be able to walk at the level that God has called us to walk. He writes to the Philippians here in Philippians chapter 3, 
And he begins to talk to them. But when he's writing this letter, he is in prison. He's bound in prison. He's been in prison for four years for preaching this gospel. That got me saved. That got you saved. The same gospel. He's in jail. He's in prison for four years now. And two out of those years, he was in chains inside there. Just imagine that. Just getting a little bit of lead so that he can go to the bathroom. Hello. For two years. It's not like the prisons or the jails that we have today. There's some places that I hear about that they have TVs. They got their phone, the cell phones. They got the food. They got everything. They bring, you know, their wives. They get all this other stuff. Well, in those days, it wasn't like that. It was just a little cave somewhere down there. And they would have you there chained up, feet and hands. And they would just give you just enough room to be able to perhaps use the bathroom and perhaps move your hands so that you can eat when you was able to eat. It was cold. But the Apostle Paul is, is sending a letter from there. And he's talking to them. And he's saying, when I'm reminded of you, I get so much joy. I pray for you all the time. And there's joy that comes out of me when I pray for you all the time. Huh? He says, I thank God for you. I always pray with joy. Paul had the kind of attitude that keeps momentum alive. This is the kind of attitude that only people who walk on the second level or the next level type of living are able to understand and embrace and love so much that they understand that there is no life apart from this kind of life. I believe that that's why Jesus says that. that, that he, he says that if you, if, if, if you lose everything to be able to gain my life, if you, be, if you lose everything, he says, you'll be able to find real life. But those that want to keep their life, he says, they won't, they won't find real. I believe that Jesus was, was tapping into this and saying, hey, listen, there is a secret to this thing. There is a secret that not too many people find. Many people like to operate at the first level. Just, you know, it's just me. It's all about me. It's all about me. What is this church going to do for me? What, what, what are they doing today? Oh, I, I want them to come and pray for me. And I want them to pray for my money. And I wanted to pray for my kids. And I wanted to pray for that. And then when you're going through something, how come they don't come and visit me? How come they don't remember about me? And they never get out of that. They're always victims. They're always individuals who, if, if this was a hospital, that's all it would be for them. A place where they come and they're just there and always hurting. And when they're not hurting, they begin to wound themselves. To get the attention of others because that's, that's how they want to operate all their lives. And Jesus says, I don't want that level. This is a hospital and we would help you and God will heal you. But when a soldier is healed, I said when a soldier is healed, then a soldier gets his weapons and joins the army and says, hey, I'm not bleeding no more. I'm ready for war. Let's move forward. Let's take this city for the honor and the glory of God. But only those that are willing to step it up and get to the next level. Some people are victims all their lives. And they wonder why there's no breakthroughs. They wonder why there's no blessings. 
They wonder why all the bad things are always happening to them. Because they always bring it to themselves. And God says, I want people that understand. The ones that heal them. Once I work in their lives, once I begin to work with them, they can begin to grow. And they can begin to understand that it's much bigger than themselves. It's much, it's much bigger than just them. And God begins to get you to be a part of a wonderful, wonderful army. The army of the living God. Huh? If you understand that, give the Lord a good praise. If you operate there, give the Lord a big shout. Hallelujah! Come on now. Woo! He writes from prison. And he tells them, he tells them I thank God for you. In Philippians 3, 6. I thank God for you. I always pray with joy for you. In prison, with joy. In prison, with joy. Because he had a wonderful attitude that is a must. It is needed. It is a must. For an individual who's going to walk at this next level type of living. Huh? An attitude is a manner, disposition, feeling of the mind with regards to a person or a thing. Huh? Do you live on the bright side of life or do you see the cup half full or half empty? How do you operate? Because that makes a big difference if you're going to walk at this next level type of living. See... Paul was an individual who got kicked around a few times in life. He got kicked around over and over, again and again. But because of his attitude, which was a winning attitude, in this life, he was optimistic about things. He went higher and he went further in the next level type of living. Because he didn't care about how much he suffered. He cared about keeping the right attitude when he needed it the most. A secular book was written. And this book, the name of this book, the title of this book is, is called Learn Optimism. And this states that a study was made for 22 consecutive years on human behavior from the uni University of Pennsylvania. And it concludes that the single greatest definer of the quality of your life and mine is whether or not you are optimist or pessimist. If you are optimist, your chances of being successful in this life are much higher than those who are pessimists. It is a proven fact, they say. It is a proven fact that optimist people do better in school, do better in sports, do better in careers, politics, and even in relationships. When you have a positive attitude, good things come your way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say that again for somebody here. You don't want to believe it. When you have a positive attitude, good things come your way. See, people who are positive and hopeful go higher and they go further than anybody else. You can be at the same level of education. You can be doing the same kind of work. You can have the same kind of experience, but if you are positive, if you are optimistic about things, you will always do a lot better than somebody equal as you, except their mentality is a negative mentality. It is important for us to understand that the second level or the next level type of living requires a, a positive mentality. A mentality that says, 
Yes, I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This may be tough, but this giant also will go down. Hello, somebody. We need to look at our situations and say we are going to conquer the things that we need to conquer because God is called us to do it. See, if Paul, the apostle Paul could come here today to teach us about the kind of attitude that we need to have in order to become vessels of honor or in order to become the next level type of individual, I think he will start right here in Philippians because attitude to go to the next level type of living quickly, this is the type of attitude that he had. Number one, here we go again on attitude that the Apostle Paul had. Number one, this attitude requires, number one, to look for the good in every situation. When you have this kind of attitude that the Apostle Paul had, a positive attitude, you begin to look for the good in every situation. Do you know that that's very difficult to do? But do you know that that is possible? The Apostle Paul was in prison, and somehow he found the positive side to the whole thing. Individuals who operate at the next level type of living are individuals who look for the good in every situation. Philippians 1, 12 and 4 to 14, this is what he says. He says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me, being put in prison, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Oh, really? He continues, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace, the palace guard, and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ and because of my chains. Most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly than ever before. You know what he's saying? He says, they all found out that the only reason why I'm in prison, in chains, is because I'm speaking the message of life and hope in Jesus Christ. They all found out that I didn't commit any other crime, but they found out that I'm still in chains for preaching the gospel and living for God. And when they found out, not only the people here in the prison, the guards and everybody, everybody's getting saved inside of the jailhouse, but not only inside of the jailhouse, the Christians that are outside in the city, they are preaching this gospel with boldness, with authority, with no fear at all. Because they found out that I'm here representing Jesus Christ and paying the price for, for, for speaking the word of God. You know what he was saying? He just saying, look, I'm looking at what's happening here and being arrested. And I can tell you there's a positive side to the whole thing. People are benefiting from me being in chains. Sometimes, oh my goodness, let me tell you this. Sometimes God will allow you to go through some things that are real heavy. And you know why you would go through those things that are real heavy? Because the person next to you is not strong enough to go through those things. And the only way they're going to make it is if you handle business with the stuff that you're going through right now. In other words, Pastor Richard will go through a lot of stuff. Pastor Eddie will go through. The pastors go through a lot of stuff. You know why they go through a lot of stuff? Many times it's not so that they can make it. Many times it will be so that others can make it. 
but you can carry it and they can't. So sometimes when you're going through something, is God selected you because he thinks very highly of you. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes you go through stuff because God knows who you are. He will never give you more than you can handle. And other people are watching. And other lives are dependent on you making it or not making it. And he says, somebody going to have to pay the price so that they can make it. And he looks for somebody that is at the next level type of living. And he says, this one got to go through this so that they can see that even when you go through stuff, you can make it. And others will be encouraged. And other people will say, hey, if that one made it, then I can make it. If they found Jesus, then I can walk with God as well. Come on, somebody give him praise. The next level. They look for the good in every situation. Paul looked for the good in every situation. David said in Psalms 119, verse 67, he says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. I did my own thing. But now I obey the word. David, my friend, he understood that, listen, if this bad stuff didn't happen to me, I wouldn't be walking with God. I would still be doing my own thing. But because I was afflicted, that drove me closer to God. I got a hold of him. He got a hold of me. And I'm so glad that I got sick. I'm so glad that I got afflicted because I found real life next level living when I was afflicted. Some things that would happen to you, you got to handle them. You got to bite the bullet. You got to go through it. Why? You will enter into a new level of living that nobody else would know. Only those that have paid the price for it. Come on, somebody need to give a praise. Oh, hallelujah. God is a good God. You see, my friend, what you look for, you will find. That's just a statement. What you look for, you will find. Some guy said, man. We got the men's home in a real nice area of town. I don't know how they found crack in that area. They were looking for it. Yep. Some people come from the worst lifestyles. They're raised up in the church, and they preach this gospel, and their trophies for the honor and the glory of God. And a lot of people did not think that they would make it. You know why they're making it? Why they will stand in the end? Because they were looking for God, and they found God. Because what you look for, you will find. I remember... Some five, six years ago, I was looking for a car, and I found this car. Got some financing to buy my car, and then I said, hey, you know, add another couple dollars and put some rims and tires. Same financing, just add it to it. I ain't got the money to put them on, but I want to look good. They said, all right. So they added a couple thousand dollars, and they put rims and tires. And then we didn't have a sunroof. Then I said, how much? You just added to it and, you know. So they did it as well. And then, of course, I found the color that I wanted. And the color that I wanted was a color that 
nobody had that kind of call. You know what I'm talking about? As that, oh, that's my call. A great call. And I said, we rent in tires. Oh. So I bought me a, a Chrysler 300, a gray one, rims, tires. So they finished the whole thing, picked it up. I, I'm not kidding you. I'm not even coming out of the parking lot when I see another car exactly like me. I said, no. no. I made a left turn. Oh, there's another one coming. Oh, my God. There's another what happened after that? Everywhere that I went, I saw exactly the same kind of car everywhere I go. Now I was paying attention. Now I was looking for cars that just look just like mine. This is what happens in, in your life and in mine. You want to get to the next level type of living? You better start getting this kind of attitude that I'm telling you right now, that mindset. Because when you're looking for the next level type of living, God would allow you to come. He will give you the opportunity. He will open the doors for you so that you can come up. But you're the one who's got to take the steps. He's not going to give you one of those uh, elevators. I want to get to the next level, Jesus. So just beat me up, Scotty. I'm ready. Take me up. I want to become a preacher and a leader, and I want to spit when I preach, and I want to be anointed. God would say, this is the opportunity. Come to hit the streets. This is your opportunity. It's prayer day. You need to come and pray. God would say, this is your opportunity. Connect with your leader. This is your opportunity. Begin to read the word of God. This is your opportunity. Begin to give like never before. This is your opportunity. You got to take the steps. God will open the door, but you must take the steps if you want to get to the next level type of life or type of living. It's not going to be just because you comb your hair properly. It's not going to be just because you wear the nice clothes and now you learn to wear a suit or you learn to have a nice dress on, sisters. It's not going to be because of that. It's not going to be because you belong to this family or that family. It's not going to be because you got money or because you get, you're educated. It's not going to be for any of those reasons. It's going to be God opening the door, challenging your heart, and telling you, you must take the same steps as anybody else and everybody else. You got to pay the price. You're going to have to get close to Jesus. You're going to have to develop a heart-to-heart -heart relationship to the Lord, with the Lord, and with your leaders. You're going to have to work hard until you bleed. Hello, somebody. You're going to have to give until you have no more. You're going to have to sacrifice. And when you begin to do that, I'm going to open the door so that you can experience the next level type of living. But when you enter there, when you enter there, you're not going to be worried about everything else. You're going to be worried about making a difference and making an impact in this life for his honor and glory. But you got to take the steps. You got to walk. You got to make the effort and say, God, I want it. I want to be used of you for your honor and glory. Come on, somebody need to give a praise. You got to look for the good in every situation. The apostle Paul was doing that. Secondly, you have to look for a lesson 
in every setback. There is a lesson in every setback that you go through. Or there's some things that will just kick you and, and you fall on you behind. <gasps> what happened here? Well, while you're sitting down right there, begin to learn what God is trying to teach you. There is a lesson. Every, every time you face something that is difficult and it pushes you back, there's always a lesson that you must learn when it hits you right on the forehead. Hello, somebody. God is always trying to teach his people. When you do not listen, when you do not obey, when we do not obey, through the word of God, through the Holy Spirit, through the leaders in our church, you will go through some stuff sometimes and God is saying, I'm not allowing this because I hate you or because I don't want you. I'm doing this because I love you. But since you're not listening to my Holy Ghost, since you're not listening to my word, since you're not listening to your leaders, you're going to have to learn through some pain. How many know that pain many times will get you close to Jesus? A lot of times God would use that tool of pain, the weapon and tool of pain to get his children back to him. God uses pain sometimes. And in those pain, you need to understand that there is a lesson behind every one of those setbacks. In Philippians 4, verse 12 and 13, he says, the Apostle Paul again, he says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret. Oh, Jesus, is a secret? Yep, only for the next level, living type of community will understand what this is. I have learned the secret of being content in any and in every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. The Apostle Paul says, hey, in the good times and in the bad times, I put it in cruise control. I am focused no matter what. If it rains, if it shines, if it snows, whatever happens, I'm focused on where I need to go. Nothing is going to move me. Nothing is going to stop me. If I find some blessings, if God blesses me, if he blesses me with a lot, it's not going to get to my head. And if I don't have enough, I'm not going to go and throw a pity party. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm a child of the most high God. He knows everything that I'm going through. And I know that if he's not done with me yet, he will carry me through to the other side of this thing. Come on, somebody need to give him praise right now. Paul's attitude on life helped him to learn from every setback. And to make him better. The next level type of people are individuals who learn. They look for the lessons in every setback, in every situation of their lives. Romans again says, we know that in all things God works together for the good of them that love him. And are called according to his purpose. He knew that. See, they know that in the situations of life, eventually, eventually God is going to work it out. And it may take a little while. It may take a long time. But I can tell you something. If you stay faithful to the Lord, eventually, eventually God is going to work it out. The key is, don't give up. 
don't give up. Because at some point, God's going to give you that breakthrough. God is going to give you that breakthrough. Let me see what's next here. I'm almost done. The Apostle Paul, he continues. And he says, or number three, let me get number three. Number three, look for the solution in every problem by looking forward and not backwards. Look for the solution in every problem by looking forward or looking into the future instead of looking backwards. In Philippians 3, the Apostle Paul says, verse 12 through 14, he says, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, I forget what is behind and I strain forward for what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Someone said that if you keep looking on the rearview mirror while you're driving, you're going to end up in a big accident. You're going to crash somewhere. You need to be optimistic, Paul says. You need to be optimistic. The best is not in the past, but it's in the future. Keep on moving forward. Now, what type of person makes a vessel of honor? What type of person makes it to the next, the next level type of living? Well, let, let me just give you a couple things before I close. The next level type of living, the person, is going to be the one who purchased himself from sin. Individuals who begin to remove the stuff that they came to the ministry to the Lord with. There's some things that are affecting you right now. There's some bad habits that you're going through that you're facing right now. There's some sin in your life that you picked up when you was in the world. And now that you became a Christian, you need to purge yourself from some of those things. You want to get to the next level, you need to let go some things and let God take full control of your life. Verse 21 of the first scripture that we read earlier, it says, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will say he will be a vessel of honor. We're looking at the next level, and that is a vessel of honor. We don't want individuals who are going to bring dishonor to the church. Individuals who are going to bring dishonor to Jesus. We are individuals that Jesus paid the price for all of us, and we want to honor him as king and lord over our lives. He is our savior. We want to live every single day to honor him. We don't want to create any confusion or division or anything like that. We want to let God be God in our lives. We got to allow God to be God in our lives and we let go of the things that are, are holding us back from receiving what God has for us. Some of us, God is, is bringing us forward and he says, come on, keep on stepping forward. I got something for you. And we keep on putting the brakes, but keeping, we keep on getting involved in things that are not going to help us keep on moving forward. Sin will destroy your life. Sin will keep you from achieving or receiving everything that God has for your life. So the one who purchased himself from sin is an individual who will go to the next level type of living. The one, secondly, the one who is set apart for God. Let yourself or be set apart for the work of the ministry, for God, for his honor and glory. To be separated from God is to be, se to be separated unto God is to be separated from the world. To let go of the world and unto God. Now, let me explain this to you. Because there are many people who are good people, but they are still going to end up in hell. There are a lot of good people that even though they're good people, they are going to end up in hell. Because salvation is not because of our good works. Salvation is not because we are nice. 
Salvation is not just because we don't commit crimes anymore or we don't smoke crack anymore. Salvation is not because we stop, you know, the gang lifestyle in the world. Huh? Salvation is only in the name of Jesus. That is where salvation is. So there's a lot of nice people that treat their families and their kids well. And they have a job and they don't get drunk and they save their money and everything. And they're still going to end up in hell. Sad, but it's true. Why? Because they do not acknowledge God nor give honor to Jesus or to the name of Jesus. But a vessel of honor, a vessel of honor is somebody who knows why he does or she does what they do. The reason why we do what we do is because we love God. We love God. It comes out of love for what God has done for us. All the nice things that we do, we don't do it to be saved. We do it because he saved us already. He loved us. He paid the price. And because he paid the price, we want to go ahead and live according to how he called us to live. That's why we do what we do. But individuals who are nice, they don't go to church. They still drink a beer here and there. They still smoke cigars. They do all these things. And they, they cause every, they, they cause every, every they say bad words. <laughs> My mind just went crazy right now. There are still a lot of great people, good people, that are going to end up in hell. Number three is the one who is useful for the master. That's the individual who's going to operate and walk at the next level. Because we all have talents. Hello, somebody. This one, I'm going I'm, I'm I'm, I'm to break it down a little bit. The one who is useful for the master. He is the one that is going to walk that next level type of living. Everyone in this place has different talents, gifts, and abilities. And whether we develop them to become useful for the master, use is one thing. It's a different thing. Because many have leadership abilities. That God has given leadership abilities, but are leading secular businesses. Nothing wrong when you're saved. You can use the business. You can use the money. You can use those abilities to use it in the, in, 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 in the business outside of the church. And you can connect it to the church. Because the reason why God's given you something is to continue to expand God's kingdom. Hello, somebody. So it's all right. But there's some other people who have gifts and abilities of leadership. And they use it for personal gain. Never to give honor and glory to God. And these individuals, even though they have leadership abilities, they're not using it to expand God's kingdom. It's a whole different ballgame. There's other individuals who are very gifted in singing, but they sing for worldly gain. And you see a lot of them out there. Well, the gifts and, and the abilities that God has given them, God has given them gifts and abilities to expand his kingdom. To continue to do something for his honor and glory. But they use it also either to make money or for worldly gain. Huh? And then lastly, the one that is going to operate at this level, the next level type of living, is the one who is prepared for every good work. The one who is prepared for every good work. Their entire life consists of expanding the kingdom of God. These type of men and women are intentional. 
This level is a level where you want to be, brothers and sisters. These individuals, listen, these individuals at this level, they behave like pit bulls on a pork chop. Mm-hmm. Or like sharks that smell blood. Mm. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. They are always thinking, always planning, always doing something to bring God's name fame and expanding God's kingdom here on earth. This kind of people will not be denied. These individuals are focused. Their whole purpose, their whole energy, the whole money, finances, their life, everything is focused on how can I expand God's kingdom here on earth? How can I help my leaders to be able to take this entire city for the honor and the glory of God? How can I do that? And everything they do is connected to the expansion of God's kingdom here on earth. This is the next level type of living. You can do that in the home. God wants to connect you, and God wants to call you, and God wants to challenge you right where you are. Well, one day when I graduate, one day when I, God speaks to you even there right now. God connect with God and say, man, God called me when I was in the home. I was only one week in the home, and I felt the calling of God. Oh, my goodness. You'll be testifying one of these days and saying, listen, I don't know how, but I was in the rehab when God called me and set me apart. Come on now. Somebody need to give him praise besides the men's home. This type of individual's. Of the next level type of living. Listen, because I'm going to bring it to a close. They get hurt. They get hurt, because you will get hurt. These type of people get hurt, but they stay on target. They don't allow their feelings. They don't allow their feelings. To stop them or sidetrack them from what God called them to do. Next level, living requires that we will, yes, feel hurt and just say, I'm still going to do what God has called me to do, no matter what. I may be hurting. I may think that they did it intentionally to hurt me. How many know that the devil's a liar? The devil would always say, hey, Pastor Richard didn't even, you see, he, he said hi to everybody else, not you. Yeah, he doesn't like you. He don't like you because you're from that side of town. And he was from this side. He's like, what? The devil's slid to, to get, get you this, this, this play with your mind if you allow him to. Sometimes people end up leaving the church because they're hurt. And they're hurt. Some misconceptions, that's all. It was no more than, it wasn't truth, it wasn't reality, it was just, you know, assumptions. People end up leaving church. Families, kids get hurt. Their eternal uh, destiny is changed to decisions that went, we got hurt. Got hurt. You better shake it off. You better let it go. Your feelings are not that important after all. Your feelings can get you to hell. 
Can't let go and shake it up. God called me here to my church. I'm supposed to be right next to my leaders. Oh, I got hurt. All right. I'm going to go ahead and limp a little bit. I'm going to crawl if I have to. But I'm going to keep on going in that direction that God called me to go. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to turn my back. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. Come on, somebody need to give a praise. next level type of living requires that you will ignore your feelings. If you can ignore your feelings, your feelings will not ignore you. They will take you down. Next level type of people, they get hurt like everybody else, but they stay on target. They keep on moving forward. Success, don't get to their heads. And when they have needs, their needs don't face them at all. Mm, Jesus. Next, next level, living. This kind of people, when they are successful, their success never get to their head. To their head. And when they have needs, those needs don't face them. They know that God is going to come through for them. They focus on what they have and not on what they, on what they are missing. They focus on the blessings that they have instead of focusing on the things that they don't have. You look at your worldly neighbor across the street and you see your worldly neighbor have a convertible that you always wanted. But they got it and they don't go to church. And you get bump kicked because you've been paying your tithes, you've been serving God, you've been praying and being faithful, and your worldly wicked neighbor is the one that's got the car that you thought you'd be driving. And you begin to look and say, man, and you come to church and you, you're tripping. <laughs> Lift up your hand because God is good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My wicked neighbor, man, I can't believe it. Praise Jesus. There's a stumbling block in your head, in your spirit now. You can't worship God because you're focusing on what you don't have instead of focusing on the little faithful car that God has brought you away. Oh, yes. He brings you to church, He gets you to the store, He gets you to work. You need to look at that and say, God, thank you for my little pinto. Thank you for my blessing. I want that. I may not have that. But oh God, keep a clean spirit, a clean heart inside of me. Because I am the next level type of leader. And I'm going to finish what God called me to finish. I got five more minutes. You can remain standing. That's okay. Come on. Just, just stand to your feet now. I, just, I make it in two minutes. Thank you, Jesus. They don't get success. Don't get to their heads. And their needs don't face them. They focus on what they have and not on what they are missing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Listen to this. Some of you need to hear this. These individuals are individuals who see disloyalty in other people, but disloyalty 
makes them sick. The next level living are individuals who are able to recognize disloyalty in other people towards their leaders or even towards God. But this loyalty to them, it makes them sick. And suicide is much better for them than bad mouth in their leaders. Come on, lift up your hands all over the place. Oh, if you're going to be a next level type of individual, you need to close your mouth when God says you got to keep your mouth shut. Oh, there's a lot of trouble in the churches today. Oh, there's a lot of division in our churches today because people don't get their way. But I want to let you know that there's a God of heaven and there is a blueprint called the Bible. And God says, honor your leaders. Respect your leaders. It's better for these individuals that live at the next level type of living. It's better for them to die than badmouth their leaders. They understand I'm loyal no matter what. I'll be loyal to the end. I'm walking at the next level. And I'm going to stay at this next level. Oh, I got hurt. So what? I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to dust it up. I'm going to finish. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to help my pastors. We're going to grow this church. We're going to take this city. Because that's what God has called us to do. Come on. Any next level type of people, give them a praise. Give him a praise. This type of man, as you lift up your hands towards heaven, this type of man or women at this next level living would, would die. Oh, Jesus. I was just thinking about that. I added this. This type of man and women at the next level type of living are men and women who will die handing out flyers and from their deathbed in the hospital they will be asking for favors to the doctors and say please roll me over roll my bed over to the next room so that I can lay hands on that sick man in that room because I believe that the anointing of God is still upon my life I'm still going to believe for miracles even though I'm in a hospital bed. I'm still trusting God. Next level type of individuals are individuals who are going to internalize the truth about the purpose of their life here on earth. Come on, lift up your hands all over the place. God called you to lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. The Bible says God called you and I to be the light of this world. The Bible says in spite of your pain, in spite of your struggles, in spite of your needs, God says, stay focused. Stay focused. Because you need to get to a level where you know, where you know that all things in your life will work together for the good. Because you are not alone. I'm going to work everything out in your life. Even the bad things that you think they're bad, they're not bad. I'm going to use them. To bring you up to the next level. Lift up your hands and begin to speak another language. Come on. Begin to just speak in tongues. Begin to just call on the name of Jesus. Begin to make this sanctuary the house of God. Let the spirit of the living God begin to do a work in your life. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Close your eyes and lift up your hands to Jesus. Come on. God is in this place right now.
He wants to do a work in your life. Shokaya the spirit of the living God is here. The spirit of the living God is here. Come on. Tell the Lord, God help.